Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Hymnology, a show about songs, hymns, spiritual songs, and the people who sing them. My name is Sawyer. Today on the show, I'm going to have another solo episode for you. It's just going to be uh, you guys and me. So we're going to talk about a, a topic that just kind of exists. It's not necessarily something that we always think about because we are a part of it. So our topic today, tonight, whenever you listen to it, is the sound of worship. The sound of worship. Now, the first thing that you may think of is the sound of music, something like that. You may, you may have this certain idea in your head when you hear the term, the sound of worship. But that's what we're going to kind of get into tonight. So what has been going on here lately in hymnology? Well, if you've enjoyed the past couple of weeks, you've been able to listen the past couple of weeks, you heard a couple of great interviews, a couple of great conversations. By um, last week, we had Rivers Housel, um, who is a great author, and I suggest you picking up her um, books, um, Credo and um, Hidden in the Hymns, just to kind of get, just to dive deeper in, into the songs that we love to sing. But also, um, I had a great conversation with Zach White of uh, Zach and Maggie Music and Getty Music. Um, so catch up if you haven't uh, been with us in a couple of weeks. Those are great interviews to kind of listen to before you maybe listen to this one or, or whatever you want to do. A couple of things that are coming up in the world of hymnology. Um, I'm considering doing a, a way for um, you all to support hymnology if you feel led to. Hymnology is something that I do as a pleasure. Um, I enjoy doing it. It's something that I feel like uh, the Lord has given me opportunity to do. And I've been able to meet many great people by doing it. And so if you've been just as blessed um, by hymnology as, as I have, um, and you want an opportunity to support it, um, we're trying to figure out ways to, to do that. But also um, ways that you can support, but also things you can receive um, from, from Hymnology outside of just the podcast. So we're working on things like that. Be on, be on the lookout for, for ways to support Hymnology. So let's dive into the topic today. As you know, whenever it's just me, it's just kind of us having a conversation. And I hope that that's the way you feel as you're listening to this, that you can respond if you want to. Um, if you want to respond, send me a message on uh, on Instagram, and I'll be happy to, to continue the conversation with you. But tonight, the conversation is about the sound of worship. In other words, what does worship sound like? What should worship sound like? What could worship sound like? And, and probably most important, what will worship sound like? Now, when we really dive into this conversation, I imagine that you have your own opinions. You have your own views of what worship does sound like, should sound like, could sound like, and, and probably what it will sound like. You may have um, an outside view of maybe you don't have much control over that in your in your worship context in your church. 
uh, and, and you want it to sound a certain way. Hopefully today we can talk about ways to simply be content in your certain area, in your context, uh, but also the ways to encourage your, your leader, your, your song leader, your, your worship leader. Or maybe you're on the inside. Maybe you are the pastor. Maybe you are the worship leader um, who sits and plans these services and makes the sounds and, and, and makes it have a certain feel, a, a, a certain timbre of, of worship. Or maybe you just serve in your church and you serve on a worship team. You serve on a worship choir. Uh, maybe you are in the uh, sound team. Maybe you're maybe you're a sound guy or girl, and you kind of have some control over how it actually sounds. So tonight, that's what we're going to get into. So before we get going, let's look at our first thing. What does worship sound like? What does worship sound like? Uh, just recently, Bob Coughlin and the crew over at Sovereign Grace had a podcast where they talked about sound plus doctrine, their kind of slogan, what that means for them. Um, and we're going to kind of dive into what, what a little bit of what they said. But also, I want to kind of dive into a very um, basic view of what worship sounds like in my context. So I am a worship leader, and... Our church is a Southern Baptist church. Uh, we're, we're pretty, we're not tiny, not big. We run about, uh, we're, we're, we push 200 um, in, in our attendance. And our worship is what I would call um, blended. If you're, if you're talking about traditional or contemporary, it is just kind of right down the middle, um, but in a good way. So for me in my context, what our worship sounds like uh, as far as music goes the musicianship of it goes we have a piano a grand uh, a, a grand piano someone who plays that we have a keyboardist someone who kind of plays like soft pad sounds we have a bass player we have an electric guitar player we have a drummer and then we have myself who plays acoustic um I have two singers besides me leading or, or singing songs, helping our congregation sing. And then I have a choir behind me who essentially serves to help the congregation sing. So you can imagine a band sound with a choir. Okay, so that, that's essentially the sound that we have. Um, what, what, what kind of, of songs do, do, do I sing? What does worship sound like? Um, as far as the songs that we sing in my context. Well, like I said, it, it's a blend. This upcoming week, um, this is the week right after Easter, we have um, we have songs like some Hillsong. I don't know, that's kind of contra controversial right now, but we do have some Hillsong. Um, a song like Oh Praise the Name. Um, we also have Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, um, We have, which is an old hymn. And then we have a new hymn, um, his mercy is more, and then we kind of end with a song that is in the form of a hymn, which is "Living Hope" um, by by Phil Wickham. And so you can see, even the from the musicianship to the song selected, it's blended, and it's not really blended because I'm because I want to find this many hymns and this many traditional song contemporary songs. That's not what we're trying to do. 
But we're trying to put together a worship service that allows our congregation to worship God in the fullest, but also mainly in spirit and truth. And this seems to be the best way for us to do that. So what does it sound like? It sounds like a band, a contemporary band with a choir and also people who have been playing in church for many years who know what the sound of our church is. So that's my context. Now also out into into the congregation, what does it sound like? Well, it sounds like people singing. Um, we, we have a singing congregation. They Whether it is the hymns or whether it is the praise songs or uh, no matter what it is, we they're, they're typically singing. Um, we also have children who will sing every now and then. So our worship sounds like children singing. And so blended is the best way that I can do it. Um, that's, that is the best descriptor of, of what, of what I have. So worship for me in my context, that's what that sounds like musically. I'm not going to, I'm not going to necessarily talk about worship as in the form of preaching. We could go, we could maybe have another conversation about that. But musically, that's what that sounds like. You're going to get your guitar, your piano, your drums, your, your bass, your electric, your, but then you're also going to get your choral sound. So that's what you have. Imagine that how you will. That, to me, is kind of the middle-of-the-road tra uh, formerly traditional living in a contemporary world church. That's what that sounds like. Now, what else does worship sound like? What other ways do worship sound like? I'm going to go, I'm still going to pull from more of a Baptist setting, or maybe, maybe just a small church setting. Um, growing up, most of the time, the worship sounded like this. We had a choir director, a song leader in the front, um, more than likely standing behind the pulpit. Um, with a choir in the back, and then on one side of the stage we had a pianist, and on one side of the stage we had an organist, and those two were playing together. I um, mean, the choir would would lead the songs as the worship as the song leader led them, or um, we would sit and listen to what is called a special and or have special music. And I'm sure many of you know what that sounds like. So picture picture old-time gospel hymns with some of the not-so-gospel-y um, not so type hymns, you know, like your Be Thou My Visions thrown in there, but mainly a particular sounding um, hymn that, that is maybe has a little more twang, a little more country sound to it. So you have that. And then on the completely opposite end of the spectrum, we're going to leave the, the traditional side, what does worship sound like right now? It could sound completely what we call contemporary, right? You have the band, you have the singers, you have the very gifted singers, right? Who who can really, really sing to the point where it almost feels impossible to sing with them, right? And there's nothing, and that's if that's how someone does it, that's fine. But you have you that's the you you picture more of a very high quality um type of music type of worship sound 
um, that you might would possibly hear on like a recording. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with sounding like a recording, right? There's nothing wrong with doing something with excellence, you know, if, if that's your definition of excellence. But that's what it sounds like for some people, right? It sounds like the recording, whether that be of like Elevation, or whether that be of like Bethel, or, or Pillsong, or even we can flip it around on the other side and say maybe it sounds like the Gettys, or maybe it sounds like um, City of Light, some of, those, some, some of those groups. Either way, it sounds very new, very contemporary in, in the form of, of church music. Um, generally, those churches uh, don't have their denomination on in their name, right? So that's kind of that's kind of what what it sounds like. Um, more more of a contemporary. All right, so we have a blended sound. We have a I'm gonna call a tra I'm gonna call it traditional, but like a gospely traditional type. Okay, and then we have the just like the primarily contemporary sound like you would hear on Christian radio, like you would hear on the recording. Then another sound that we have is more the liturgical sound, right? Where you have, where you may have like a, um, you have a piano, you may have an organ, you may have a, um, an orchestra playing with you, uh, most of, where most of the music is led by a, a a choir, then that's the emphasis, right? Where you're you're singing um, more of the chant type songs. You're going through the doxology. You're you're going through a a, a liturgy, a litany of of prayers and and creeds, and and that's what it sounds like. Me personally. I draw my inspiration from that type of worship. I don't conduct that type of worship leadership in my church because that's not that the wouldn't fit best in my context. But I do draw a lot of my worship inspiration from a liturgical context. Um, so we have that. So picture picture high church setting. Now, there's also low high church, right? You get a little bit of the flavor to it. You get the order, but you don't get the pizzazz. Um, but you, but but typically, we would call that high church. So we have blended, traditional, contemporary, high church. Now, let's talk a second about black church. I don't know... Uh, I don't know how many of my listeners would necessarily be in this context, to be completely honest with you. Um, but I do know that, I hope so anyway, I hope we all have had some experience in a church context that is different than what we're used to um, culturally and ethnically. Um, I've attended several worship services in churches where I was the one of the only white people there. Whether it be for, um, you know, actual service or whether it be for, you know, a funeral or just an event that I was invited to. And what does that sound like? Now, that can sound just like the traditional. It can sound just like the contemporary. It can sound just like the blended, just like the high church. But there's also the sound that we think of when we think of what is what's called in the... Um, 
in the uh, uh, Christian retail world, an urban gospel. That's what it's called. Um, we had the urban gospel sound or, or just the gospel music sound. You think of a choir, right, in some contexts. You think of a choir swaying. You think of a choir singing spirituals um, led by one or two people. And then also on the flip side of that, you have more of a charismatic side of that where you have a band that's just absolutely just getting after it. And you have a leader or pastor or preacher who's feeding off of the band. And they're working together to... to, to to, to, to keep the sermon going, but they're using the music to do it. And it's, it's high energy. There's a lot of organ. There's a lot of drums. There's a lot of bass. You know, you, you have that sound going on. Now, like I said, I don't have the most experience in that context, but I have heard it. I know what it sounds like. And then we have, I'm going to say two more before I move on from this. You have your charismatic group, right? You have you have your. When I say charismatic, I mean more Pentecostal, um, which is usually based off of more of a contemporary sound. But the sound of your worship may include a little more vocally than um, than it would if it were not in a in a charismatic setting, um, whereas there may be tongues being spoken, right? Um, whether there's interpretation or not, you know. There, there's more. There's more things happening. There's more response vocally from the congregation. Um, you may hear some claps more. You may hear some some screams more. You may hear um, some laughing. You may hear, like I said, a lot of tongues going back and forth. A lot of response. Um, you may hear that more often in that kind of um, charismatic Pentecostal form of worship. And they look different too. And then finally. We have worship that involves no music whatsoever, um, which is which is completely acapella. Um, I am not opposed to acapella music at all. I, I don't think you can be, um, but I am opposed to exclusive acapella music with the with with the um, with no instrumentation allowed, based off of scripture. Okay, so I am against that, but. Um, we do have that, and it is beautiful, and and it and, and can be used in worship. So I, I imagine some form of your worship was just mentioned. Uh, what your worship sounds like right now, um, whether you're the band, whether whether you're the band kind, you're the high church kind, you're the you're the charismatic kind, you're you're the gospel kind, you're in the black church. More than likely, part of your church worship and how it sounds was mentioned. So, if you enjoy that and you prefer one of those, let's talk real quick about what worship should sound like. So that's what worship does sound like. And just because it does sound like that doesn't mean that it should, right? Just because something is doesn't mean that it's right or true. I know that was very, um, very theological and inspiring. But let's um, let's look. Let's just start. I'm just going to kind of think of passages as we go. Oops. Let's look at Psalm 150 together. 
Psalm 150, starting in verse 1, says, Praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. And then here we go, verse 3. This is what worship should sound like. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with lute and harp. Praise him with tambourine and dance. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with sounding cymbals. Praise him with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, that's that's being read out of the ESV. Um, I'm going to compare it real quick out of something way easy, you know, a little more informal. Um, in the and uh, the New Living Translation it says, "Praise him with a ram's horn, with a lyre and harp, with a tambourine and dancing, with strings and flutes, with cl- with the clash of cymbals. Um, let everything that breathes sing praises to the Lord." So, what do we have here? We have we have two things. We have vocal praise, and then we have instrumental praise. For those who are against instrumentation. I would have a hard time reading this verse and saying, yep, I'm right. You know, I would have a hard time saying or reading, praise him with trumpet sound, praise him with lute and harp and going through all these instruments and saying, you know what? I don't think we need, I don't, I don't think we should be using instruments. And I know the arguments. Well, this is Old Testament. Um, well, this may not be in the context of a local church, which true, but it's still worship, right? It's still worship. So, what should worship sound like? First of all, worship is praise, right? Worship is praising God in His sanctuary. Worship is praising God in his mighty heavens. Worship is praising God for what he's done, his mighty deeds. It's praising God for his greatness. So ultimately, it's a lifting up all the good things about God. It takes place in his sanctuary. It takes place in heaven. It takes place in heaven and on earth. And it is because of his mighty deeds. It's because of all he's done. It's because of how great and good he is. That's why. Now, what should it sound like? It should sound like a trumpet sounding. It should sound like a lute and harp, um, or like a lyre and, and a harp, like str- like stringed instruments well, with strings and pipe um, cymbals. So essentially, right here we have we have wind, right? We have brass. Um, think of you know, think of an orchestra. We have harp and string instruments. Think of think of guitar, violin, um, anything that has strings on it that we play. Uh, a piano. Uh, think of that we have uh, sounding cymbals. Now that one is clear, right? That's a drum set. So it worship sounds like instruments, right? It sound musical worship sounds like instrumentation with whatever instrument we can use. And this last verse in verse 6 is so huge in this. It says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Or the other translation says, let everything that breathes 
sing praises to the Lord. Now, I want to say this. Everything that breathes, with the exclusion of humans, are already praising God. Creation cries out. It groans to the Lord. But we, as sinners, do not always do that. So we are commanded in this psalm to praise the Lord if there is breath in our lungs as believers. So that is what worship sounds like coming from the psalms. It sounds like instruments. It sounds like voices um, singing and playing because of, in, in the sanctuary, in, in the heavens, because of what God has done and because of how good he is. So if you're in a church and they play guitar, your, your leader plays guitar or, or there's a piano, or there's an organ or there's a drum set, just know that that's a good start, right? You know, you're, you're worshiping. If there's somebody who sings and you are singing with them, you need to be singing with them. That's a good start. That's what worship's a sound like in the most elementary form, okay? Now, let's look at a popular one, right? A popular passage, um, especially for, for worship leaders. Colossians 3.16. It says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms with songs with thankfulness in your heart. If you listen to this show, that is familiar because we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. And this show is about you all who, who sing them. So, what should worship sound like? Well, we, we're using instruments, we're using our voices. And again, here we're talking about singing. Um, but really, what are we singing? We're singing psalms, right? Straight from, straight from the book, okay? We're singing psalms in however way you can form that. We're singing hymns, hymns in the way you think a hymn would be, a, a song that teaches about a doctrine or a concept and then leads to praise, and then a spiritual song, which is mainly a song of praise. So that's the contents, right? We have we have what we're doing, and we have what we are actually singing. So it sounds like instruments, it sounds like voices, it sounds like psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Or at least is what it should sound like. I'm not going to go into what it should not sound like. Because I don't think that's my role. I know in my church what it should not sound like. I know what I would not appreciate. But I'm not here to tell you what it should sound like. Right? Because I don't know your context. Um, so that's what it should sound like. Right? And then we have what it does. Now... Let's talk about what it could sound like in your context and in the church as a whole. What could our worship sound like? Well, right now, and in the past, worship has sounded divided, right? It's about, it is probably too much about a sound than it should be. It's not contemporary enough. It's not traditional enough. Um, I really don't like who wrote this song. I really don't like what group wrote this song. Um, I don't like that this song doesn't uh, in, in, include enough people. This song may be a little too harsh on our sin. This song may not be harsh enough. There are 
countless things that can divide us when it comes to our worship. But what it could sound like is a church who understands that there are cultural differences in everyone's context. And as long as we stay in the means of Scripture, and I know that can, that can depend on your view there too, but as long as we stay in the means of Scripture, and God is being glorified in the musical worship of Him, we are doing something that brings glory to Him. Now, I want to talk about real quick what worship will sound like. Right now, we know what it sounds like. Um, but I want to look at what it will sound like. And, and, and in essence, um, what it sounds like now. So what worship sounds like and what it will sound like for you as a believer and what it sounds like now can be found in, in the book of Revelation. And, and if you know scripture at all, you know where I'm going. Verse 4, chapter 6 says, or chapter 4, verse 6 says, And around the throne, on each side of the throne, are four living creatures, full of eyes in front and behind. The first living creature like a lion, the second living creature like an ox, the third living creature with the face of a man, and the fourth living creature like an eagle in flight. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. And whenever the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who is seated on the throne, who lives forever, the 24 elders fall down before him who is seated on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they existed and were created. So what does worship sound like now and in the future? In heaven, in paradise, in the presence of God, it sounds like that. Every heavenly being, every heavenly creature singing about the holiness and the might and the worth of God always and forever. And so what will it sound like when the day comes that Jesus returns for eternity, it will sound like that. It will sound like, in essence, pointing out the holiness of God, pointing out the might of God, pointing out the worth and honor and glory of God. So if that's what it sounds like now in his presence, and that's what it will sound like for us, for the church in the future. How close to that does it sound like in your church context? 
in your worship context? In other words, does your worship sound like what God has it sounding like in the future? Thank you so much for joining this episode of Hymnology. I hope you are okay with these solo episodes. Um, I love having my guests on, which is every now and then I like to talk to you guys. And to be honest with you, I can't always have guests on. There, you know, things happen, schedules happen. Um, I, I'm busy, they're busy. But um, I hope you do enjoy speaking or hear, hearing these conversations happen. And I hope you do feel like you're a part of them. I feel like now I know a lot of you. I know who listen to. I know who listens to the show. And I want you to know that when I'm sitting here talking, I, I'm trying to imagine talking to you. I'm trying to imagine just having a conversation with some of you who are who are now my friends, and and I am very grateful for that. Well, thank you for watching, listening uh, to this episode of Hymnology, and I hope you will join me next week.